For the families of the Israeli hostages, the worst possible news today. Three of their loved ones shot and killed by Israeli soldiers in northern Gaza. Mistaken, says the IDF, for Hamas fighters. The bodies have since been returned to Israel and two of the victims were identified today as Yotam Haim, who was kidnapped from Kibbutz Kafar Aza, and Samar Talalka, who was abducted from Kibbutz near Am. The family of the third hostage has asked for the name not to be revealed. Just hours earlier, the bodies of three other hostages were recovered in Gaza, two of them Israeli soldiers, Nick Beza and Ron Sherman, just 19 years old, and also 28-year-old Elia Toledano, who'd been taken by Hamas from the Supernova Music Festival. There is still plenty of fighting in northern Gaza. This is video that was taken from southern Israel on Friday morning. Palestinian sources are also reporting airstrikes on Khan Yunis and Rafah in the south, with children reported to be among the casualties. In Jerusalem, the Iron Dome was forced into action again, the first rocket attack to target the city in weeks. But some positive news on the aid front today. The Israelis say they are reopening the border checkpoint at Karam Shalom for aid to go through into Gaza. Before the conflict, 60% of goods would transit through that checkpoint. The UN had been pushing for it to be reopened, a decision welcomed by the White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who is visiting the region. Mr Sullivan, who met the Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas today, called it a significant step. Joining us tonight, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus. He's a spokesman for the Israeli Defence Forces. Thank you very much, Lieutenant Colonel, for being with us. Um, can we start with that rather upsetting news that we've had in the last hour or so that uh, three hostages shot and killed by the IDF in northern Gaza uh, after mistaking them as Hamas fighters. What do you know about that operation? Yes, what I can add to your correct um, uh, description of the very sad and tragic event is that a third um, hostage uh, that uh, was mistakenly killed by Israeli troops uh, has been, his name has been approved for public release. He was uh, Alon Shamriz from uh, Kfar Aza, who was also abducted on uh, the 7th of October. And uh, his family has, of course, been notified and they have approved the release of his name. And of course, the IDF has uh, expressed our deepest regret towards uh, the families of those fallen Israeli hostages. We are investigating the matter. We have already issued uh, lessons and directives for our troops on the ground in order to minimize the chances of this happening again. Uh, and of course, we will continue to operate relentlessly in order to defeat Hamas, despite this horrible and sad event. And we will not be deterred or delayed. And we will continue to fight Hamas until it is defeated and until security is returned to southern Israel. I'm sure that the details around it will be subject to, to an inquiry. Is there any further information you can give us as to why they were mistaken for Hamas fighters? Were they in the vicinity of Hamas fighters? Were they dressed in a Palestinian way? Was there any, was there any other explanation for why they were shot and killed? Yes, uh, one of them is, well, there's actually two. One relates to their clothing. They were dressed in civilian clothing and uh, probably in a similar fashion to what we have seen Hamas combatants, uh, Hamas fighters or terrorists that have been fighting on the ground against Israeli troops all over the Gaza Strip in Sajaia, where this happened, and in other locations as well. We've seen Hamas fighters with RPG 
uh, grenade launchers in their hands and AK-47s and IEDs dressed in civilian clothes. And that adds complexity to the uh, situational awareness of our troops. And the second thing is that before and after this tragic mistake occurred, there were clashes between Israeli troops in the area and Hamas combatants. And that apparently was also part of the reasons for this very sad mistake, this misidentification by Israeli soldiers. In terms of the other three bodies that were recovered, the, the way it was reported was that special forces had gone in and recovered them. Does that suggest that Hamas is keeping hold of these bodies and that they, they had to be taken back by force? They weren't, they weren't dumped. They were, they were being used as, a, as leverage. Yes, all of our 132 remaining hostages are being used as leverage, both those that are alive, and we know that many are still alive, and those that we presume are dead. Some we know for sure were taken, corpses of uh, soldiers that were taken uh, when they were already dead on October the 7th, and uh, many we fear are now dead because of various things that uh, happened, Hamas abuse and violence. Um, and yes, we know that Hamas cynically holds on to each and every Israeli that they have, dead or alive, civilian or military, woman or man. And uh, we have uh, 17 women still left in uh, Hamas captivity, women and children left in Hamas captivity. And uh, as I said, for the last 70 days, these 132 Israelis are now in Hamas captivity. Mm. It's more than two months. Uh, and you're still not in control, full control, of northern Gaza. Um, another rocket came across the border today. There's been more intense fighting, which would suggest Hamas still has an ability to control its troops. There is a, a command and control structure. Are you talking weeks or months? Yes, you are correct in what you're saying. Uh, Hamas still has command and control. They still have the ability to uh, conduct some levels of operations, less so in the north, uh, but still more so in the south. We will continue to operate and degrade their military capabilities until they are totally disintegrated. That is our focus all over the Gaza Strip. And uh, I wouldn't want to put a time limit on uh, our operations. I will say that it will, we will operate as long as it takes uh, and we will fight as long as we need to because we understand that our Israeli civilians more than 100,000 Israeli civilians that have been forced out of their homes back in the kibbutzim that were assaulted on October the 7th, they have not yet gone back to their homes and they will not go back to their homes until it's safe. And it will only be safe after Hamas is dismantled and after their command and control and combat capabilities are totally uh, disintegrated. And that is what we will do. Mm. In, in political terms, there's a lot of talk at the moment about some of the daylight that's appearing between the Israeli government and the way the, the White House wants this operation to run. Um, President Biden wants the IDF to transition to a more targeted phase, uh, phase of, of the operation. But according to US intelligence, nearly half the munitions that Israel has used in Gaza have been unguided missiles, otherwise known as dumb bombs. How can you assure people you're taking the greatest care with civilian life if you're dropping bombs that cannot be precise? Yeah, that is not uh, really accurate. Uh, part of what you're saying is accurate, part of it isn't. And that report, that CNN report that uh, was referencing US intelligence, anonymous 
sources that um, didn't uh, state their names for their claims, but uh, those claims aren't really accurate because they do not take into consideration add-on kits that are added to ordinary bombs in order to turn them into what one what laymen usually call smart bombs or accurate bombs. And they are a very large part of the weapons that we have been using. Um, I think that we will have an official explanation, uh, hopefully shortly, for that uh, so-called report where we will shed more light on it. But what I can say categorically, and I've been saying this, we have been saying this from the beginning of the operation, and we stand by it today as well, we distinguish between militant and between combatant and non-combatant. We try to use the smallest available weapons in order to achieve a military objective, and we strike only when there is a clear military necessity to strike. Those are the guidelines that we started out with. Those are the guidelines that we continue to do today. And I take uh, use a very sad, another sad Israeli example to shed some more light on how cautious we are in using um, uh, fires. Uh, there was a sad incident uh, two days ago, two and a half days ago, of 10 Israeli soldiers that uh, unfortunately were killed in a Hamas uh, ambush inside a house. Um, and they're from the Golani Brigade, and they, they were killed in an ambush. And uh, there were many uh, claims inside Israel by bereaved families and others who were asking the IDF, why don't you just carpet bomb and, and bomb everything there? And why do we have troops going into houses and searching? Our response was that we use military force where applicable and according to the mission. In this case, it was a search mission where our troops went in in order to find and understand what happened. We could have bombed the house from the beginning without going in, which would feed into those right. theories that you just referenced, but yeah. we didn't. We okay. searched it on the ground because we apply our force according to the mission and what needs to be accomplished. Okay, uh, well, that's some context behind uh, the operations. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conrique, it's always grateful for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's speak to Hugo Bachego, who's in Jerusalem for us tonight. Um, uh, can we just start very quickly by how the families have reacted to this news uh, about the, the three hostages killed by the IDF? Yeah, Christian, so we understand that there's a, there's a march now in uh, Tel Aviv and uh, some relatives and some families are now uh, marching uh, to the headquarters uh, of the IDF, the Israeli military. I was in Tel Aviv a few days ago uh, talking to some relatives and friends of these hostages, more than 100 people who remain in captivity in Gaza. And uh, obviously there was you know, always the risk that uh, as the Israeli military goes ahead with this military offensive, that uh, some of the captives could be killed by the Israeli army. I think what makes this case more tragic is that this wasn't an airstrike that destroyed a building and uh, these captives were killed. They were shot dead by soldiers on the ground who mistakenly identified them as hostages. So uh, a tragic incident in the words of the Israeli military. Uh, we had a statement from the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu who described this as an unbearable tragedy. And again, he vowed to return all hostages who remain in captivity in Gaza, even at the cost of uh, their lives. And he described this as a sacred mission for the Israeli military.